Welcome to In Layman's Terms, a podcast that tells stories about the body of Christ. Once a month, I share a story about people living as disciples of Jesus. Other weeks, I share brief lessons from the Bible. I'm your host, Todd Seifert. I have more than 20 years of experience teaching Sunday school classes for teenagers on up to 90-somethings. My day job is working in communications ministry for the United Methodist Church in what is known as the Great Plains Conference, meaning the approximately 1,000 churches of Kansas and Nebraska. My goal is to introduce concepts about Jesus Christ to people who either haven't read the Bible before, who have a difficult time understanding the Bible, or who just want a refresher. As the name of the podcast suggests, my message comes to you in layman's terms. I'm not ordained clergy, but I study the Bible regularly, and I'm excited to share stories and concepts with you about God's love for you and for all people. Let's dive into this week's Bible lesson. This past Wednesday, February 26th, marked the beginning of the season we call Lent. The name comes from the Old English word lengthen, which means spring season, or to lengthen, as in the days grow longer. In the church, Lent is a time of preparation, a time to ready ourselves for the glory of Resurrection Sunday, commonly known as Easter. It's meant to be a time of reflection. It's a period of 40 days, or at least that's the number when you subtract the Sundays between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday. It's actually 46 days minus those six Sundays. But why 40 days? Well, it corresponds with the amount of time Jesus wandered in the wilderness as he prepared himself for his ministry. Just as Jesus prepared himself for the glory ahead, we use Lent to prepare ourselves for the glory of resurrection. But like Jesus, we first must go through the valleys that eventually give way to Calvary, to a tomb, and eventually to a large stone rolled away from that tomb. Now, throughout most of Lent, in layman's terms, it's going to shift its schedule a bit. Instead of being available on Fridays, we'll be available Mondays. And instead of discipleship stories or biblical reflections, we'll be joined by Bishop Reuben Sines, Jr., Episcopal leader for the Great Plains Conference. He's joining me to talk about the seven final sayings of Christ as he hung on the cross. And this all starts on Monday, March 2nd. So I thought this episode, it might be helpful to explain what Lent is and to share with you where the people who developed the concept of Lent, whomever those people were, got the idea. It goes back to Jesus, and Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Our text for this week is Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. If you're unfamiliar with the Bible, this is the first book in what we call the New Testament, roughly a little less than two-thirds of the way back from the very beginning of your Bible. Feel free to read along, either in your Bible or on one of the apps available. Version and Bible Gateway are two of my favorites, and both are free in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. I'll be reading from the Common English Bible. Then the Spirit led Jesus up into the wilderness so that the devil might tempt him. After Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was starving. The tempter came to him and said, Since you are God's Son, command these stones to become bread. Jesus replied, It is written, People won't live only by bread, but by every word spoken by God. After that, the devil brought him into the holy city and stood him at the highest point of the temple. He said to him, Since you are God's son, throw yourself down. For it is written, I will command my angels concerning you, and they will take you up in their hands, so that you won't hit your foot on a stone. Jesus replied, Again it's written, Don't test the Lord your God. Then the devil brought him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. 
He said, I'll give you all these if you bow down and worship me. Jesus responded, Go away, Satan, because it's written, You will worship the Lord your God and serve only him. The devil left him, and angels came and took care of him. You know, in this passage, we learn that Jesus is tempted three times. First, it was with food, specifically bread. Second, it was to throw himself from the top of the temple. Third, it was all the kingdoms of the world. What do these three things mean for us today? Well, I would argue that they represent things we struggle with in our present-day world. Putting ourselves first, taking advantage of others, the obsession with wealth or selfishness. I'll explain my thinking on this when we return to in layman's terms in just a few moments. How does your church celebrate big events? How does it gather the community together? How does it sometimes introduce you to people you might not have known? Many times in the Great Plains, it's with a potluck dinner. And that's what we try to do with our podcast, Potluck. This is David Burke from the Great Plains Conference and host of Potluck, where we do, in audio form, all the things a potluck dinner does. Celebrate big events, gather the community, and introduce you to new and interesting people. Listen to Potluck, available at greatplainsumc.org. terms. This episode, we're talking about Lent and how we came to set aside this 40-day period to reflect and prepare for the glory of Easter. Before the break, I shared Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, which tells us of a 40-day period during which Jesus was tempted by the devil in the wilderness. I explained that I think these match up with three challenges we face as people in the 21st century. So let's explore those three things right now. First, in verses 2 through 4, Jesus is tempted with food. Just before this, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, and then he ventures off to the wilderness to prepare himself for his ministry. During this time, he fasts. It's still a staple of Lent today, though for most people it's going to be going without food for a single day or even a single meal, not for this duration of time. It's a time of self-denial. This is where we get the concept of, quote, giving something up for Lent, unquote. Anyway, Jesus is starving, and Satan comes to tempt him by suggesting Jesus just turn the stones into bread. Now, there are lots of rocks in this area. When I visited the Holy Land in 2019, we traveled to the mountains around Jericho, where it's believed these events in Matthew chapter 4 took place. This is a steep, rocky place. I posted a photo of a monastery above Jericho from my journey there, so you can see this area for yourself. You'll find it with this podcast on toddcypher.com. Jesus responds not with doing what the devil suggested, but instead by quoting scripture, specifically Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Jesus says, It's written, people won't live only by bread, but by every word spoken by God. Now, if ever there was a time, at least prior to the crucifixion, when Jesus could have and should have put himself first, it's now. This is when he's famished from fasting for so long. Yet, he doesn't allow the devil to have satisfaction. Jesus refuses to put his needs first. He's already focused on the task that he has to complete. Three years before hanging on the cross, Jesus knows that the journey to Calvary, also known as Golgotha or the Skull, it begins right now, in this moment, 
in this temptation. I don't know about you, but Jesus' actions make me feel weak when I can't steer clear of my daily Coke Zero from Quick Shop on the way to the office. I don't need that drink. In fact, it's probably better for me not to drink it. But unlike Jesus, I give in to the temptation. I put myself ahead of others who could benefit from that daily expenditure of $1.64. Satan holds out a 32 or 44 ounce cup, depending on the day, and more often than not, I take it. Jesus wouldn't do that. So during Lent, I'm vowing to you that I'm going to try my best to avoid that daily Coke Zero in the morning to remind me of Jesus heroically turning down food after a long fast. Next, we move on to Matthew chapter 4, verses 5 through 7. This time, the devil transports Jesus from the area around Jericho to the temple in the holy city of Jerusalem. The devil tells Jesus to jump because God would dispense angels to save him. This seems like an odd temptation, but Jesus turns it into another teaching moment for all of us. In this case, I think Jesus is teaching us not to take advantage of others. Let me explain where I'm going with that. Yes, Jesus could have made a big show of himself by throwing himself off the highest point of the temple. And yes, God definitely would have saved him. But that would have taken advantage of God. It would have cheapened the relationship Jesus has with his heavenly Father. Again, Jesus quotes scripture. This time it's Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 16, when he says, quote, Don't test the Lord your God, unquote. I think it's easy to see that lesson in this portion of our scripture today. Don't test God. Our Creator doesn't need any exams, no quizzes, no means of showing God's love for us. Jesus is more than enough proof. So as I read this text through a 21st century lens, I saw it as telling us to value our relationships, not to cheapen them by taking advantage of someone, even when they may be more than happy to do what we want them to do. Show them respect, just as Jesus showed respect to God. final temptation comes atop a high mountain. We're back to those mountains just outside of Jericho now. And from this vantage point, the devil is showing Jesus the kingdoms of the world, and he's trying to cut a deal. Jesus, if you bow down, all of this is yours. Okay, so I have to pause here for just a moment, because this is just the most ridiculous of the offers that the devil gives Jesus. First of all, Jesus already is the king of all these kingdoms. And I think Satan is well aware of this. I think this is a desperation offer, a Hail Mary kind of pass. Satan is hoping Jesus will put power and prestige, and with the wealth that comes with it, over his mission to bring salvation to all humankind. I see this vision in my head of Jesus looking down from the mountain and thinking, well, I wouldn't have to go through crucifixion this way. But then again I see him saying, why should I bow down to this guy? This is already mine anyway, and I rule over him. Jesus basically tells Satan to beat it, and he quotes scripture one more time, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13 this time, and says, It's written, You will worship the Lord your God and serve only Him. Mic drop, Satan is defeated. Unfortunately, we allow Satan to stay engaged in the world because, unlike Jesus, we give in. Too often we see power, we crave prestige, and we'll do almost anything to accomplish those two things. Heck, our society encourages this. But through his actions, 
Jesus teaches us not to seek these things, instead to put God first and to serve only God. That's easier said than done, right? Maybe there's more hope than you thought. Another aspect of Lent is deepening our relationship with Christ. And we do that through what many Christians know as spiritual disciplines. Now there are several, but I want to focus on three and encourage you to try them during these 40 days. They are prayer, reading scripture, and attending worship. Now some people are intimidated by prayer, and I don't think they should be. You don't have to say some high and mighty prayer like you might hear from a pastor during a church service. Just talk to God. Say, hello God, and then just tell God what you're feeling. You don't have to ask for anything, and you don't have to promise anything. God's not expecting that. Just talk. It can be out loud, or it can be in your head. God will hear it either way. I think if you do that for 40 days, that you'll feel better about things. I encourage you to try to do it at the same time every day. Right when you wake up, or right when you go to bed, maybe before each meal. Sometimes it's going to help you remember just to say, hello God, here's what's on my mind and my heart right now. I think you'll enjoy it at the end of these 40 days. Next is reading scripture. Now, if you aren't into reading the Bible, don't go too far too fast. Start simply. If you need a recommendation, I would say read the book of Luke and Acts. Those are two books. One's 24 chapters, one's 28 chapters. And by doing so, you'll read two books by the same author. So you'll have a coherent narrative of the life of Jesus and what happened in those first 35 or so years after his death and resurrection. If you read those together in order, you go through 52 chapters over these 46 days. It's okay to add back in those Sundays for this purpose. That's really doable, just a little over a chapter a day. I think you'll get acquainted with key concept of Jesus' teachings, how his followers in the early church carried on with his mission, and the story of his love for all and the sacrifice that he made on your behalf, on my behalf, and for all humankind. Finally, find a place to worship during these 40 days. I realize I'm biased, but seek out a United Methodist Church in your community. Look up churches near you by going to www.greatplainsumc.org slash churches. You can enter your zip code or your city name, and you'll see churches within a certain radius that you provide. One mile, five miles, 20 miles, you name it. All are welcome in our churches. Now don't worry, when you walk in the door, you're not there to be immediately sucked in to join a committee or to help lead worship. You're just there to learn more about Jesus. Make a commitment to go during these weeks of Lent. It's only a few Sundays, and it's a chance for you to explore. It's a great opportunity for you to learn about who Jesus is, from people who know what they're talking about, and to meet new people. If you have gone to church before, but haven't in a while, this is a great time to get back in the habit and to build new relationships, or maybe to revisit some old ones. You'll hear a sermon, you'll sing a few hymns, you'll pray, you'll meet new people. You will have gotten off to a new start in your faith journey. Jesus fasted for 40 days to prepare himself for his journey toward the cross. Lent is our chance to start our journey toward him. If you have any questions about what you've heard in this episode, or if something is telling you it's time to start a new relationship, a real relationship with Christ, send me an email. 
T-S-E-I-F-E-R-T, T Seifert, at greatplainsumc.org. I'll be happy to answer questions or to help you start your journey toward Jesus. If I can't be of help, I will find a pastor near you, near where you live, who can help you. That's it for this episode of In Layman's Terms. Again, starting next Monday and going through the week after Easter, I'll have seven special episodes where I'll be joined by Bishop Reuben Sines Jr. of the Great Plains Conference. The bishop and I will explore the seven final sayings from Christ from the cross. I hope you'll join us. In Layman's Terms is a podcast sponsored by the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church and by me, your host, Todd Seifert. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please go rate us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. It helps other people find us. And please, if you feel so inclined, share us on Facebook or other social media. Our music comes via a licensed subscription with FirstCom Music. You can find archived podcasts on my website, toddseifert.com, or via a link on the conference website, greatplainsumc.org podcasts. Feel free to email me any questions or suggestions to tseifert at greatplainsumc.org and I'll do my best to respond as quickly as possible. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, please do what you can to help make more disciples of Jesus Christ. You can play a small part in helping change a life.